For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Believe in Lions. I'm your host, Derek Okri. We are here on the Believe Podcast Network, Detroit's number one sports podcasting network, where we believe in our teams. Do you believe? I believe, I believe, I believe. Well, we're going to help you believe today in the Detroit Lions, and I'm so happy um, to have my first guest on the show, This is a good friend of mine for years. He knows his sports. Me and him always have fun chopping it up, talking noise, getting in some arguments, laughing, having some fun. And this guy knows his stuff. So I thought I'd bring on (laughs) Stefan Japowitz, the king of bros. Bro. (laughs) Bro, bro, bro. Stefan, you are on Believe in Lions, bro. How are you today? Bro, I'm good. I'm good, dude. Are you ready to talk some Detroit Lions and get this together or what? I'm ready, man. That that beat, that intro got me hyped. I'm ready to go to the club. Uh, But yeah, I'm excited, man. I think we got a lot more to look forward to than people are giving us credit. Absolutely, man. So so let's not mess around like we don't uh, here on the podcast. Let's, Let's talk about some news and notes, some current happenings with the Detroit Lions. Right off the top, man, you know, the Lions finished the year. Matt, Pat, Bob Quinn are coming back. I hit on that on my first show. But let me try my my best Stephen A. Smith right here. How do you feel about, I don't know, this guy coming back? Paul Pascaloni. Uh, <laughs> the, the guy we call Mother Goose because he wears his glasses down on the tip of his nose. How do you feel about Paul Pascaloni coming back for or not coming back, uh, retiring, wanting to spend more time with his family? Thank goodness. I mean, <laughs> well, what do you think like, about this? Well, like you said, thank goodness. Um, I mean, he's a fall guy, let's be real, but I mean, he's doing nothing for us. So, I mean, yo, it's been, it's been a good career, bro. Have a nice (laughs) retirement, (laughs) spend time with kids. I mean, obviously again, a little bit of a fall guy, but happy trails. It's going to be, it's going to be nice. Just, you know, looking towards something, something new, something hopefully exciting. Um, and there's no more fall guy. There's no more excuses. So it's going to be on, uh, on Matt Pat to get it done. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I just have always said it's, it's not, you know, wasn't on uh, Mother Goose there. You know, it was Matt Pat's defense. He was just yeah. sort of there. I mean, it would be nice to have him out just because, like you say, this guy's coached for 50 years. I mean, every time I listened to him, it was like, oh, man, Grandpa, that's a great story. <laughs> but we need a guy in here that can can get after some people, do some things, and, and be on the, the front end. I still think they will get a defensive coordinator, you know, whether it be uh, 
a guy Matt Pat knows, or maybe he'll even go outside the box and get somebody else. But I mean, the head coach is still going to be all over this defense. I just feel like the the you know head coach of our team still needs to be that CEO, the guy that's on top of everything. That's why I kind of don't want him just strictly calling the D. But I don't think it's really going to make you know the end all difference. I think they just need to be healthier, play better, all that type of stuff. But uh, I was glad with the coaching changes they made. I'm really glad they're going to the Senior Bowl, which also means they're probably going to be hiring people in the next week or two because you got to have a full staff before you go down to the thanks uh, mm-hmm. senior bowl. We, we got eight to 10 coaches that just got, uh, got future endeavored. So I, I think that, uh, you know, Matt Pat's got some work to do as well as Bob Quinn, but I think the coaching staff will be better overall for some of these changes. And people are saying, Oh man, you know, um, why is Matt Pat get to stay and all these guys get to go? I mean, cause that's how the head coaching job works. And because, you know, he probably figured after a year or two, like he just wasn't getting the results. So you get rid of your assistant. That's how it goes. So yeah, exactly. I, I'm excited about it, it too. Um, I think there's a sense of urgency, not only with the senior bowl coming up, but uh, you know, that declaration, you know, playoffs are bust, but either way, right. I mean, we need 10 wins or more. So there's some urgency. There's some need for aggression. And uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm liking what I, what I feel like they have to do. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, and everybody out there listening, uh, we're going to do a couple more news and notes, but stay with us on the back half of the show. We're going to talk about the what ifs for the Detroit Lions. Like, you know, we're looking forward to 2020. I mean, we believe. I believe. And uh, but we want to look back and say, what if? What if this happened? What if that happened? We got a bunch of those we're going to go through. So we'll have fun with that. But let's get to a few more news and notes. Stefan. Snacks Harrison, man, guy was in tears after the season, really rough year, injuries, hamstring, shoulder, all this stuff he had. Talking about retirement, talking about if I, I doesn't want to cheat the game. You, you got thoughts on Snacks, man, it kind of came out of nowhere. He was a beast in 2018. 2019 was a rough year for the guy on and off the field. What do you think about Snacks heading into 2020? Well, you know, I think I, I like the passion. I know the guy plays the game for the right reasons. Um, I mean, we went from a top 10 D to, I don't know, one, one of the worst in the league. And I don't care what people want to say, excuses or not, a player like that being that banged up is you know, going to be a big reason why we're so bad. And my man doesn't like to lose. So he's going to be upset. He's going to be passionate. He, the offseason is huge. Let's see if he hopefully can, can get healthy. He can refine that love for the game. You know, he knows what he needs to do, what he wants to do. His body's not letting him do it. So I think maybe like a staffer, give him some time off, get rejuvenated. Hopefully the two of them come back and he's going to be a solid piece. I think, um, I don't want to, you know, touch on it too much yet, but I think that number three pick can also be a big, um, his future replacement, like a Derek Brown out of, out of Auburn. But I mean, if he can get healthy and refine that love for the game, I really hope he got, you know, one or two more years left in him. And he can kind of usher in a new, uh, a new coming of the of the D line. So um, that's my hope. Um, I like to see that he cares so much, and hopefully this off season treats him well, and he can come back for one or two more. That was amazing, bro. Bruh, bruh. <laughs> I, I'm right with you there in snacks. I mean, I think. Uh, you know, I, I, I love guys that care about the game. I love guys that will put their heart on the line. So to see him feel so bad after the year, it was kind of like a little shocking, but also like, all right, man, I, I like it. You know, I, I feel like the guy may just take some time, heal up, 
come back ready to roll, especially if he sees them add, you know, uh, Derek Brown, one of these big nasties, you know, on either side mm-hmm. of the football, see some free agents come in and say, hey, I, they want me to plug up the middle. Maybe my snaps come down a little bit. You know, maybe I, I'm not the uh, the guy playing every play there in the middle of the defense. But I, th- I think he may may come back and feel good about himself once once this wears off a little bit. Right. And I think, too, like he's a person that winning is important. So if he sees a, a few moves, he's he's not going to be too much of an egomaniac to, to um, you know, take less snaps and win games. So, you know, he'll, he'll be more of a role player, but he's going to be a hell of a role player. And I mean, you know, said he'll uh, he'll be a big part of a, a much rejuvenated defense. So, Snacks, what we're saying is like you, you should believe in the Lions and. If you see what they do in free agency, I mean, if you see yourself feeling better, you, you should believe. If I can see it, then I can do it. You can do it, big fella. I believe if you see it. So um, we'll, we'll see what he decides. But, uh, yeah, man, I think he uh, he uh, does this. I believe, I believe, I believe. Stefan, Matt Stafford, after the year, got with, uh, well, interviewed with Tori Petri, uh, just my favorite Detroit Lions employee. And uh, yeah. he said he's ready to roll, man. He said uh, he feels great, <laughs> which I don't know if that made the fan base feel that good. It's like he felt so damn good. Why are you out eight weeks? But he's like, oh, I feel real good. I'll be ready to go anytime now. It's kind of like, all right, maybe this was a semi-tank job to get the pick and to sort of redo this franchise. But um, what what were your feelings about him saying he felt good and and feeling he's ready to go positive or kind of like, "Uh, you know, what what the heck's going on with this guy's back? Well, as as you you well know, I am a former college athlete, so I know a few things about (laughs) some injuries. Um, That was amazing, bro. A few (laughs) – few games, a few weeks, you know, sitting out, getting healthy. It is a lot for a, for a 30-something, you know. So um, I'm excited. I think he is going to be feeling a lot better. I think it's it's proven that it's not the same old Lions type stuff. Um, sit him out, get him healthy, let him rest, and get ready for next year, man. Like we got, said, we got a top draft pick. We got a healthy QB, and we got a whole a year under his belt with uh, – with uh with uh, bevel and uh we're ready to roll man it's gonna be exciting <laughs> now stefan you, you it has to be a gimmick on the show not only are you the king of bros but you need to bring up every show that you're pro uh former college athlete now i won't totally throw you under the bus and let the people know what that sport was <laughs> but i i will put you on blast football, for this man. football <laughs> Sure. Um, so, so I wasn't going to bring this up, but since you're talking about Matt Stafford's back and you're talking about your athletic prowess, like we're recording here on a Sunday morning, basically, um, supposed to record a couple days ago, but you decide this is like weeks of us planning this. You being like, yeah, I'm going to be good for the podcast. All of a sudden, I, I write you even the day of. Yep, I'll be there. Be ready to go. I, I can't find you at all when we're supposed to record. Like almost an hours, day later, whatever it was, you get back at me, and you're like, "Bruh, <laughs> I, I I went out ice skating and fell." No, man. Listen, listen. It's like, hold on, I'm not done. So you say, not not only did you fall ice skating, which is which is totally. Uh, 
the opposite of this. That was amazing, bro. <laughs> totally not amazing, bro. But you freaking break your phone, and then that's your excuse for making me wait multiple days to record with you. I mean, that doesn't sound like an athlete to me, bro. Bruh. Listen, I'm not an ice skater. I'm an athlete. I'm not a freaking. I, I liked my feet I want on the ground. I want people that want to win. <laughs> if you just let me explain, I'm I'm a damn national hero. I save a kid's life practically. Like I said, I am a former college athlete. I you know I have a little bit of a you know some it's a muscle. I got some agility on me, so I had two bruh. choices, bro. Take my little this little dude out. He's he's the, he's that kid who has the hockey helmet on. The kid the mom is like, go be free. I need ten minutes to drink my Starbucks. And this little man is out there just skating around like a crazy boy. And I, he cuts me off. I'm like, I can either truck the dude or I can maneuver out of the way. Unfortunately, that maneuver caused me to fall and, yeah, land directly on the phone in my back pocket. But, you know what? I saved my man's life. When he makes it to the NHL in a few years, he should probably come back and, and give me a cut, 10%. I'm, I'm not even kidding. 10% is fine with me. Bruh, bruh. Hey, listen, phone, the like, phone's replaced. We're good to go. First of all, we, we, we got to move on. Second of all, you're blaming kids. Third of all, why you got it your phone in your life. back pocket? Who puts their phone in their back pocket? Who falls on their phone while ice skating? And then who breaks their phone when they know they got to do a podcast at a certain time? And they like, hey, let me go out for a stroll on the old ice rink right before. Come on, bro. Why, why am I doing all the bros here? Like, you got to step your bro game up. You, I can't get a word edgewise, man. Bruh. You're, you're really, you're really uh, put me down, man. I don't know. <laughs> oh my goodness, I had to get that out of the way. So we believe in Detroit, bro. I believe. I believe. <laughs> is, is not my thing. I'll just let you do that. It ain't my thing. Oh my goodness. So hopefully next week uh, you will not be putting on the blades. You will not be, uh, you know, running over young children and be able to record as normal. But let's get back to the Detroit Lions. One more news and notes before we jump into the what ifs of the past year. The number three pick, man. I was super excited to see them get this number three pick. I mean, I was about this excited. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's Rod Allen, the greatest announcer of all time. Um, I, I was real happy to get this draft pick, and I felt like they did everything in their power to not only get the highest pick possible, but could have had, at least gave themselves a shot at number two. Now they didn't get it. Everybody's Ooh. just assuming Chase Young goes to Washington, but I feel like, you know, there's a chance. All you got to do is you basically know QB's going one. You know that number two slot is either Chase Young or some other player. If it's some other player, the Detroit Lions can run the card up to the podium and get Chase Young out of Ohio State, which would be an absolute franchise-changing move, in my opinion. Now you got all the Twitter draft experts that are like, oh, he's not that good. You know, he, he didn't play that well in his last couple of games. I'm like, have you seen this guy? Have you watched this guy ever? He's an absolute beast phenomenon specimen. Like, there's just no way you pass on him. He can change your team. Him and Flowers would be incredible. You got any initial thoughts about number three pick or how they were able to get up that high in a disappointing year, but also like, you know, uh, what was it? San Francisco was picking two, I think, last year and coached the senior bowl and had a terrible year. And here they are, the best team in the NFL. Exactly. I mean, you kind of laid out the outline there, um, but dude, Chase Young, freak nature. So he's gonna he's gonna go to the combine and put up freak numbers. He's going to definitely go number two, um, unless Washington 
decides to be the smartest guy in the room. Maybe pull a, you know, a quote unquote Matt Quinn or <laughs> Patricia Quinn type of thing. Um, but no, he's going number two. He's just he's too much of a of a talent. Um, but yeah, I would love for him to draft a three for us. Him and Trey Flowers, man, oh man, that would be uh, that would be that would be dangerous. So, um, but yeah, man, like just like San Francisco last year. Hurt quarterback, high draft pick. They they take advantage and they turn it around. So, um, I mean, so first to, uh, worst to first is pretty common, and, and it's it's about time we did that for uh, for the Detroit Lions fan base. That'd be credible, man. If they get rolling, I mean, uh, it's going to take a lot of belief. Uh, that's on this show, B L E A V. You got to believe when the NFL draft comes around. I believe. I believe. I believe. And everybody thinks it's crazy that Chase Young could fall to three, but I'm telling you, miracles happen. There are miracles in life I must achieve. Mm. The one we need to achieve, Stefan, is Chase Young at number three overall. It's going to happen. Uh, I'm I'm totally there for it. Bro. Bro. Are you ready to take a quick break? We'll come back and do some what ifs. Let's do it, man. That was amazing, bro. We'll be right back. Everybody, we are back in the house on Believe in Lions. That's B-L-E-A-V on the Believe Podcasting Network. We uh, ask you, I know last week when I did my first intro debut solo show, um, you know, we're still getting the podcast up. It is up on now on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, all the other platform podcasts that you're used to or that are out there. Um, we ask you to please go hit that subscribe button, rate us on iTunes. It really helps. If you leave us a question, we'll definitely try to get it here on the podcast. And then in future weeks, uh, it's looking like I'm going to have some guests every week. I'll be doing a solo show uh, talking NFL draft as well. So lots of good things happening here on the Believe in Lions podcast. And I thank you guys so much for listening. Really big, uh, great response to the first show last week. We're going to keep this thing going. So, Stefan, man, I thought we'd uh, go ahead and talk about some what ifs. Um, going to throw some questions at you, some scenarios you kind of talk through, like what if this happened or could this have really made a huge impact on the Detroit Lions season? So, you ready to do this? Come at me, bro. Come at me. Bruh. <laughs> All right. So, what if, what if the Lions never let the Cardinals get going and blow the doors off those bums to start the season in 2019? Yeah, man. It's a, uh, it's a great question. It's a depressing question because it should have happened. But anyway, uh, I, it just, it just starts the season off so much different. I mean, the energy is, is, is a world of difference. Uh, the season gets off on the right foot. We got things to build off of instead of things to uh, distract us from just, you know, straightforward path we should have taken. So, I mean, I think that really would have made a huge difference. Um, we take care of business and we just keep it moving along. And it's that simple. It, it, we keep just momentum moving and it really gets us off to uh, the start we should have had and propels us into, you know, uh, I mean, it could have been, what, a three-in-one start. So um, I'll leave it at that, man. It, it really did make a big difference. I think it, the impact, just all the negativity, all the questions that had to be answered, all the, the hate that came Patricia's way, 
all the disbelief in the defense, all the same old lines talk, it all came up again. So um, eliminate that, and we get the ball rolling exponentially. Yeah, I mean, for me, I actually just caught a little bit of this game here again recently, doing some work on some other projects, and uh, gosh, it was like 17 zip, we're rolling, Kyler Murray can't do anything. I mean, I think Lions fans are thinking about this a lot, or should be. Think about it every night and day. Like, we're killing this team, and to me, like, if we go ahead and win this game, like, I don't know, like 20 to 3, 20 to 7, I mean, everybody, because this is the opener, this is the debut, the unleashing of TJ Hawkinson. I mean, there was a lot of non-believers, but after he puts up about 130 and, you know, gets in the end zone, I mean, there are a lot of people saying this. I believe, I believe, I believe. Like, it just would have been so different, I think, if they just shut the door. And it was 17 nut, like, in the second half or whatever, like, right. late in the third quarter. Like, they did not get rolling until really late. I think people even forget how how good we played against him to start the year as well as – how how great of a win that could have been and well, it, it was fourth it quarter just, it wasn't even yeah it was right we, we played three good quarters Johnson mm. was justifying that pick we were we were you know putting some naysayers to bed um i mean like i said i mean i don't care who you are humans are humans you you, you all the moves seem to be working out and then that loss happens and then everyone's questioning patricia everyone's questioning quinn and we kind of get that that old mentality back and it, it could have right. probably caused some panic, you know. I mean, let's be real, internally or, or externally. But that makes a huge difference, man. It, it, it set the tone for the season. Yeah, I mean, again, here on Believe in Lions, I mean, I, I feel like you look back at it and you watch that game again, you think, wow, like, look at what they were doing rolling. Look at what Stafford and company were doing. He had all of his, you know, key pieces at that point. Like, it really looked good, and it just sort of slipped away there at the end. So that was a big what if, if it would have happened. So next what if, what if, carry on. Carry on, my wayward son. What if carry on doesn't fumble on the one-yard line against Kansas City, or what if they don't return it over 99 yards and the referees give them a touchdown? I think this was late in the half as well to basically flip the ball game. I mean, what if he either scores on that play or doesn't put it on the carpet? And then even what if the refs just said, okay, yeah, he fumbled, but the, the Chiefs get it on their own one. I mean, those are three big changes right there all in one play and we got the worst of all of them i mean what if yeah what if the yeah literally the fan base i think on that that whole series of events just threw their hands up and and kind of just probably melted a little bit inside like it it was the one of the it's just the calvin johnson it's the it's like the dallas game it's all that's coming back again rushing back into the it's the fan base but i think just on the fan base alone it makes a world of difference on the team. It's hard to say internally, but my God, again, we're, we're beating Kansas city, no problem. Um, and it was like, I have to imagine internally as a Lions player, you see that happen, all three of those things at once. And you gotta be just pretty disgruntled and thinking like, are we cursed? Are we like, so that, that we changed that up to carry on, keep the ball close, man. Don't be a hero. Just play fundamentally sound. Um, and dude, I think the season looks good. <laughs> we are we are oh, off and real rolling, good. dude. So my God. Carry on. Bro, what are you thinking? Just relax. Bruh. 
lived. And what was it? Second, first, second down, too? It wasn't like he was. Right. It wasn't like it was, it was early down. on the downs. Well, so, we should have definitely heard this. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! <laughs> that would have so, not only sealed that ball game, probably, but yeah. like you said, against Kansas City in that scenario. Talk and then it was just one. That, yeah, the energy that would brought the team and, and the momentum, again, that just. We're looking literally at a completely different season, barring Stafford stays healthy for the rest of it. But still, oh my God, talk about night and right. day. The season is, right. is completely turned on its head. Right. Now, again, Stefan, I don't want you getting that uh, SOL mentality. This is believe, I believe in the Lions. You got to believe, man. What? So we're talking about oh, these yeah. what ifs because we want to show people that. Heading into 2020, man, there's a lot still to hang our hats on and be excited about. So let's keep it moving, man. Let's get through these. What if, what if, man, what if I was there in the building? What if the refs had a freaking clue in Green Bay? Simple as that. I mean, are you kidding me? I believe. I believe it's been way different. Right. What if, yeah, what if you let our best players be the best players? Yeah, we got the talent. We got, we got Trey Flowers coming into his own. He's, he's building off of you know maybe a, a short or no well, I think a, a short off season but either way he's he's coming into his own and he's hitting the ground running finally and dude uh, we're 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 starting to hit stride a little bit on the D line um, things are gonna things will be a lot different I'll say that that's why I'm hopeful for next year um, I'm not trying to be negative I'm just saying a few things here and there makes a huge difference which will be different for next year so um, it's crazy what if a few plays happens different and that's going to be the case next year we're gonna we're gonna be a much more exciting team to watch all i'm saying man is you're talking about players like green bay it's on the zebras like they the hands to the face the the calls after the whistle like we had that game like from start to finish like 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 we came out up 13 zip i think it was dominating them in their house Yeah, putting the plays on them, like playing good D. And then, again, late in the game, a few calls here or there, flip the game. Sure enough, they make a few plays. And and then even just like to get them in field goal range just Mm -hmm. was was straight up zebras, straight up referees. So that's a huge what if. And that's a – that's like a what if you hate to even ask because, like, we played well enough. We should have – everybody agreed the Detroit Lions won that game when it comes to football. And the what if was, what if there were no referees? We win that game by at least 7, 10 points. But instead, we take an L. We go from first to fourth in the division. Oh, like, I – I can't even talk about it anymore. That's a what if I'll never forget being there in person. I had the greatest day ever and then the worst ending ever to a football game. So next what if, man, what if, what if Matt Stafford throws the ball away or it's another double dip or he slides instead of taking on the tackler head on in Oakland, which we all know led to the back injury, led to that final play where he then threw it up in the air to f- who uh, Logan Thomas instead of Hawkinson because he was out like lots of what ifs. But man, if he doesn't do that, he's he's healthy, I believe. If Hawkinson doesn't get dinged up, he's the guy going up to get that football for basically the game winning or game tying touchdown. A couple mm-hmm. big what ifs in that Oakland game. And that's sort of where the season absolutely switched right there. Yeah, man, it's tough, obviously. Um, but yeah, it makes a world of difference, obviously. Uh, everyone wants to talk about. You know, they were only what three, three and four, or they were five hundred with a healthy Stafford. But I don't care who you are; you can't. We didn't sniff a game until the last game of the season without Stafford being in there. So, a healthy Stafford, 
uh, a healthy Hawkinson coming into his own literally, yeah, changes the whole dynamic of the season. Um, I mean, I don't know. I just think we have a chance there to get back to a, a respectable record and hit the second half of the season with some easy games coming up, like, uh, like the Redskins um, and the Giants and all these teams that we, and the, even the Bears, which were a mess when we played them. Um, the whole season changes, man, uh, which, which is exciting to see that we have, we were, we're, we're so much closer than people want to give us credit for because it is literally, um, it was not only the injuries we had, but it was the timing of them. And it was like the combination of who got hurt and when. So it's like a few changes here and there. And it's like, again, the season is turning its head and we are, we are hitting the ground running and we're, we're talking a totally different, you know, type of attitude in the off season right now. But like I said, we got a top draft pick, we got a healthy quarterback and we got some, uh, we got some, some salary cap. So, I mean, trying to spin it like, Hey, if it doesn't happen. We don't have draft pick number three. We don't have, um, you know, things we have to talk about like that. So I'll leave it there. That was amazing, bro. So hey, my thing with Oakland, like everybody loves him, Matt Stafford with a few times he does run and he takes on somebody, mm-hmm. but the guy's in year 10. Now you think he'd be smart enough to know when to throw it away, when to slide. And instead he took on this, like I want to say it was one of their big linebackers head first, you know, uh, uh, cracks his back. He, he already knew he had some issues. The guy was playing incredible football at that point. So I feel like that one, that what if falls a little bit on him, just be a little bit smarter. But I agree with you that, mm-hmm. Let's say he he stays in. We win a few of those games, Chicago, Redskins, you know, Giants. And then we I was trying to argue with a friend recently saying, like, would you really want to be the Dallas Cowboys this year where you get to the very end of the year, fall just short, have a middle round draft pick, have a lot of questions, you know, with with everything in the organization? Or would you rather just chalk this up as to terrible year? Every We're going through these right now. And the only reason, like you said, people would say, oh, well, they weren't even winning that much with with uh, with Stafford heading into Oakland. I just read off to you. They should have blown out the the Cardinals carry on doesn't put the ball on the ground. We beat the chiefs. We freaking beat the Packers in their house. And that was taken away. (laughs) So you, you put those on the board, like we're rolling into Oakland, like with one or two losses, but instead it's like, everybody's looking at it like, Oh, they're only like less than 500. Yeah. Cause we had three ball games taken away on some (laughs) what ifs, which is what we're talking about right now. Everything that could go wrong went wrong. And you know, exactly. We, we were, yeah, play or two away literally every single week until the injuries started to pile up. I don't care who, what team you are, uh, that many injuries and, 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 and like the, the way they happened, the combination they happened in, I don't care. Uh, your team is going to struggle. Um, look at Tom Brady, my Lord. I don't, you know, talk about, I don't care who you are. You get some injuries. You don't have the talent around you. Uh, it's not going to happen. So um, Stafford tried to make a play, put it upon himself. And it was, you know, we usually love to see it. <clears throat> it's usually exciting. But, yeah, like I said, I'm watching the game, bro. Get rid of the ball. Just Bruh. relax. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even realize I, I'm saying, now oh, you're going to make me self-conscious. Uh, but anyway, I think you said Stafford, too. You got to give, give me a little room on that. Stafford! <laughs> That's I mean, our quarterback, by the way. Those, it's one of those things where, you, you know, I love the grit. I love the tenacity. But, you know live to fight another day and yeah we're looking looking really exciting going into the um the thanksgiving game 
Absolutely, man. We we still got a bunch of these what ifs to go through. So that, like I said, this was a season of what ifs, a season of almost a season of wow. Look at if some of the switches you'll everybody believe in, believing in this team. Um, real quick before we get to the next one, if you're interested in advertising on the show, um, please get at uh, contact believe at bleav.com and they'll be able to help you out get you some great advertising we love to shout out our advertisers support them on the show so uh, please feel free to do that as well as like i say we're really hoping people will hit that subscribe button share this with a friend we're going to have some really unique shows every week i'm going to have different guests on here and be talking all the things that you can uh, believe in this offseason in the detroit lions i believe i believe i believe Stefan, this next one is for you, man. We we drafted TJ Hawkinson number eight. I, I, believe I believe that you believe in him, but what if they would have drafted Ed Oliver, Montez Sweat, Devin Bush, or Christian Wilkins? Do you believe, I believe that that would have been better, or are you good with TJ Hawkinson on the Detroit Lions for the next five years as a premier tight end? Ah, I'm torn. I mean, I love the guys upside, but you can't deny the talent of those players you just rattled off. And the way our defense looked, my Lord, I I can't put myself out there to say Hawkinson was ultimately the best pick. Doesn't mean I, I don't believe in his future, believe in his upside, but my God, those names you rattle off are just freaks of nature and prove to be one of our biggest needs. Um, when he was healthy, we used him a little bit. So, you know, we didn't even utilize him right. Or Jesse James. So, um, I have to look at the upside for next year, which is, is, is you know, is, is optimistic. But, I, yeah, I got to be honest. I wish we would have got these other guys. But, you know what? We got number three pick this year. And we got a guy like Derrick Henry on the board, which I mentioned before. So it's Derek a, Brown, bro. Derek Brown, Derek, sorry. My, hey, football in my mind last night. The dude balled out. I can't help but you know have his, <laughs> his name on my mind. So, uh, question for you: What what is that coming out of the back of Derek Henry's helmet? Yeah, <laughs> it <it's>, uh, <laughs> looks very odd to me. Let's <laughs> put it that hey, whatever, way. Whatever it was, I, I bet it's going to be there again at the game he just had. So, um, oh, maybe Bo goodness. Scarborough can. Can you know steal that look? You know, use the the dreads and, and Bo, and... don't do that, Bo. No, no, Bo. Um, <laughs> do, do not have that uh, thing coming out of the back of your helmet. Uh, does not look good, Derrick Henry. Just spread out the dreads, or you know, it's a uh, it's not a good look. But yeah, I, I I'm with I'm not with you actually. This is where we get in our arguments because like you just oh Devin Bush I love him at Michigan oh you know these other players you're falling in love with now you're you're falling into that oh the defense was terrible I've went over the fact the defense was beat up from day one the defense everyone blames the scheme I mean they're playing that type of scheme because they didn't have the guys up front rolling the way they need to so we have ball players there we even we blitzed this year than last year like I said it is our scheme um and we went from a top 10 defense with the same scheme and healthy players to, so yeah, I'll give you that one, but I'm just saying, I, I need to see more, but Stephen, I think we will. bro, 
Do you remember the tight ends that we had before TJ Hawkinson? No, no. you don't, because we didn't have any. <laughs> exactly. So, like, I've come around that this guy is going to be a force on offense. He's a really solid to upper-tier player. He's only a rookie. He'll only get better. He just needs to turn up the juice a little bit more, and that comes with knowing the offense, feeling comfortable, and them getting him the football. So okay, I'm I, good with it. I feel like they needed that tight end. I feel like there's no tight ends this year where I'm like, oh, I would love to have him over TJ. So I feel like they look two or three years ahead and are planning. And if they just add a defensive stud at three and a couple more and then a, a, maybe a speed wide receiver, we're rolling, man. We're going to be hard to deal with. So I believe, yeah, man. I'll, I believe. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Like I, said, I think the fact that we have a chance to draft a defensive stud this year um, actually justifies the pick, like I said, you know, future, um, the future of the team opposed to the here and now, but, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll I'm not going to agree to disagree. I think there's it's a little <laughs> bit of a gray area. Overall, your answer along with your skating prowess. <laughs> there you go, bro. Let, 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 let's, let's get another what if. So what if, listen to this list. What if hand snacks? Flowers, JD, Slay, Melvin, Tracy, etc., were more healthy most of this past season. Oh my goodness, that's a list of players. Now those aren't all pro guys. People are like, oh, those guys are any, those guys are Lions. Good. Like I'm telling you, those are those are good football players. That if even two thirds of those guys are rolling a majority of the year, like. Lots of those games look differently. I didn't even put Matt Stafford on the list because that was mostly defense. I was trying to show, like, look at all those guys on defense that were missing multiple games, never playing. I didn't even put Austin Bryant on the list. You know, I didn't put some of our backup uh, players on the list that were missing that hurt the depth of the team. Didn't put Mike Daniels on there like lots of lots of guys if they're healthier even yeah you're gonna miss some games in the nfl but let's say mike daniels misses three games this year and plays the rest at the level he was playing towards the end of the year like big difference same with same with uh quite a few of those players i named like slay when he missed games we lost when he was out there we played a lot better so could have been a lot different man you gotta think i bet those players stay healthy you got a player like Diggs who's not disgruntled so he's not leaving. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think that top five defense turn or uh, the, the top 10 defense stays top 10. And the season literally is absolutely different. It, it's a, it's a, it's a polar opposite type of year. Um, yeah. You know, so we, I think we still, we keep digs and we're, we're top 10 again. And that, that makes all the difference in the world. It's simple as that. <laughs> you can't deny it. That's, that's a, uh, I, yeah. I, I can't deny it. Cause I am with Bob Quinn where he was just like, he didn't regret trading Quandre and Quandre is one of my favorite players and he's on the lines. But if you look at it from a bigger perspective, you, you get rid of Quandre, you get a fifth rounder. People are like, what are you going to get in the fifth round? Wait, wait and see what Bob Quinn gets in the fifth round with that pick before you make a big judgment. Cause he could get a ball player and, and, and he got Will Harris in there early, which Will Harris did not live up to my expectations. Mm-hmm. But this guy can play some football. I know I sent you his highlight reel with the crazy, uh, crazy dope beat in the background with that song. Like, this guy can run, hit, cover. He can play. He just was a rookie that was a step or two slow. Mm-hmm. So you basically, like, overall, I feel like Will Harris will grow into almost as good or a better football player than Quandre. You got a fifth, as well as you went from paying Quandre, like, eight, nine million, whatever he was making on average to will who makes like under a mil 
Will yeah, makes under a mill. Like I'm telling you, it's a financial will. decision as well as a future decision. I think it's going to work out. People just can't see past what's right in front of them. So, um, you know, I think I mean, that what if is going to work out. Yeah. I mean, NFL, you learn on the job. It's, it's pretty, it's, I mean, in my mind, best way to learn. So yeah, I, I think Will Harris got a little bit of a jump start, which is going to play well for us in the future. Um, I guess I would just talk about Diggs as far as a distraction kind of also maybe, you know, him and Slay were so close that could have thrown some negativity into the locker room, but um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll uh, defer to you in all you know, the salary cap type stuff and in the contracts because um, that's kind of your progress. But it's, it's uh, a business, like, man. Yeah, business it is decision. a business. And like I said before, <laughs> the fact that we have to be so aggressive this year because of the, of the um, you know, there's no excuses. We're going to a season healthy. We're going to a season with salary cap. I mean, it's all going to play out. And I think it's, it's we're going to look back on all that extreme negativity and have to kind of, you know, um, What's we're looking for? We just kind of have to own up to our mistakes, um, as far as fans go, and, and give credit where credit's due. So we're we're gonna see uh, some big differences next year. Yep. Uh, next, what if I had this was a big one for me because I think this was kind of right before Stafford got dinged up. Would have been right before the Oakland game, I believe. I'd have to go back and check that. But what if the Lions were able to obtain Devonta Freeman, running back from Atlanta, or Chris Harris, the cornerback out in um, Denver? Even just you know Devonta Freeman to me was would have been a long term piece. I think he's under contract for three three more years at least on a really good deal for what they are paying running backs now. And then uh, Chris Harris makes a good chunk of change, but having him just for the back half of that year, teaming him up with Slay, seeing if that made a huge difference. I mean, uh, what are your thoughts on what if we were able to obtain one or both of those guys at the deadline and having before Stafford and people started falling like dropping like flies. I mean, I think that really could have been a nice shot in the arm and made a difference in the season as well. Oh yeah, bro. I agree, man. Uh, I was I was geeked when I heard they were going after Devontae so hard. Uh, he's one of those guys where he, he's dynamic. He has a chance to break away uh, anytime he touches the ball. And with with on being out, man, I was oh, I was I was geeked. I was I was hoping, fingers crossed, praying, all that good stuff that we got him. I like the aggressive the aggressive nature that we show when we we actually at the free agency um, that trade deadline. We were going after some players, and we, mm-hmm. you know, obviously the whole offseason or the whole um, trade deadline was kind of a dud across the board for the whole league. So um, I don't, you can't put that on the lines. That was whatever reason it didn't work out. But, man, we were going after the right players at the right time. It didn't work out, but um, it shows the right mentality. So I'm liking that at least going forward. Yeah, man, I, I think about it a lot. I think about it every they would have been able to obtain one or both of those guys. I mean, to me, Bob Quinn, I don't know. I mean, love to be a fly on the wall. Cause he says every draft, he gets all these calls yet. He rarely moves down um, for trades. He, he says he talks to all these teams or these rumors come out, but he doesn't pull the trigger. So to me, he thinks he has a value on these players, but I think at times he may overvalue some things because Kenyon Drake went to Arizona for nothing for like a sixth, conditional sixth round pick that guy absolutely balled out he'll probably be the starting running back in Arizona next year put up some absolutely huge games I mean that would have helped the team wouldn't have cost as much draft capital Devonta Freeman to me is a guy like you kind of hinted at like I just think he would have been a great pair up with carry on for the future as well as been able to get us uh, in a really good spot when the running game but I believe I believe I believe 
but as much as I believe in that, like maybe then we don't get Bo. So I, I, I feel like, you know, those things go every way. But to me, that's a big what if. I feel like this year, both in free agency and um, come trade deadline, like Bob Quinn, instead of saying, you know, the what ifs or the maybes or the uh, I'll hang on to my draft picks. He's going to have to start being a little more aggressive to get us over the hump and uh, stop playing the what if game and bring some of these guys in and, and see if that works, because he's been doing it the other way for a while now. What if, man, what if? Marth Vader, the lady that wears sunglasses 24-7, the lady that goes on NFL Network and says, I haven't found my greatest moment yet. I want to win the Lombardi trophy. Um, what if this lady sold the team to an Amazon billionaire? Would that make a difference or what? I'm sure she's a wonderful lady. but I'm, here. I'm sure she's a, a kindred spirit. Um... Yes. <laughs> Bruh. Yeah, man. It's but what happened when the Detroit Pistons got bought by a billionaire? The dude didn't know foot, didn't know basketball. He didn't. He, it was a, it was simply uh, you know, a business move. But he hasn't executed you know a basketball team. So I mean that that possibility is very oh, hold hold on <laughs> hold on that's my that's my stop sign for you. So uh, you know you're hinting at Tom Gores. That's fine. I I agree. That's been a debacle. But but. <laughs> Martha Ford, like I said, sweet lady, probably really nice, signs a good check, but there, there's nobody that, that knows less about football than the Ford family. I, I mean, these people were gifted money. They've just had this team. They, these people don't know the game, so they're never going to sell the team, and I'm sure like she, she comes into meetings and asks some okay questions, but... This Amazon billionaire who made all of his money and worked his tail off, yeah, I'm pretty sure he can bring in people and help this organization uh, get football people in here rather than the homegrown, you know, Ford family who thinks that this is some family business that they just roll out and make millions at every year and have no clue what they're doing. So, you know, I I, I don't I think have, you're comparing apples to apples when like, oh, Tom Gore screwed it up. He just thought it was a business. Look, look at what we have. These people don't know football. What do you think? Like Martha Ford's coming in there asking X's and O's questions? No, she doesn't know anything. Just signing checks, man. You know, anyway, I'm just trying to be a realistic. They're not. <laughs> you gotta me. believe, man. <laughs> I believe. I believe. I believe. believe what I have. What I have is Martha Ford and the Ford family. So what needs to happen is this off season we utilize this cap space. We utilize this job. Uh, these top draft picks, we utilize getting O-line, uh, some offensive linemen on the free agency market, <laughs> and we're hitting the ground running. So how about that? Martha Ford, if you really want the Lombardi trophy, then you need to man, woman up and pay and, and, and get this thing going. Let Bob Quinn and Matt Pat have full authority. Get out of the way and let us win some football games. So I agree. They're never going to sell to anybody, but I thought that's a what if that everybody likes to talk about. couple more here, man. What if the Lions here in this offseason or even last year at the trade deadline, what if they would have traded Slay? What if they trade Slay? Uh, you know, I, uh, yeah, it's tough, man, because I think he's still got some, some good football left and I, there, he doesn't have as, he's not going to bring as much back as he would have if we got rid of him last year. So if we saw, if we get rid of him last year or in last off season, he, he, I think he brings quite a bit of value. So, um, 
I think that value his his kind of the ship of sail. So I think we utilize him as much as we can, bring him back, pair him up with another uh, you know talented cornerback. Uh, we'll have him. We'll have Coleman, and we'll have you know, maybe a, a new young guy. Um, and, and things are going to hit the ground, you know, in a much positive, more positive way. But I think the what if, if we got rid of him literally last year is, is more, um, is more exciting than now. So I don't know. I, it's, it's depressing to think about. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of give it up to you on this one. Cause I haven't, I haven't spent much time on it. Tell you the truth, man. Um, I'm I'm right there with you, man. I mean, I think that was a that was an amazing answer, bro. That was amazing, bro. Like, to me, if you were gonna trade Slay, it was this past season. Like, right at the trade deadline, you could have got a, you know, a high second rounder. You could have got maybe even a first rounder if you really would have helped people up. Um, you you could have got multiple picks maybe that were mid round. Instead, you hung on to him. Sure, he played decent when he was in there. Um, you know, he's on a decent contract next year. So now that you didn't trade him. You know, I think that I'm not willing to give this guy a big extension, but if you're giving him a couple more years and bumping his pay up, making him happy, but also keeping him here, I feel like that's almost the more prudent thing to do, especially if you go ahead and get another corner because he's just been all alone. He's just been him and a bunch of scrubs. So, like, if you get him another guy and then you got Coleman in the slot, I think you could be looking at a, a good corner combos. And then you also got that back end with Tracy, Will, Tavon, you know, um, as well as our rushers. Like, it could be something big. So, yeah, I'm with I don't care who you are. If you, if the quarterback has, you know, eight seconds to go through his regressions twice, it doesn't yeah. matter. You know, so um, let's let's worry about the trenches. I think and let the athletes in the back end actually be dynamic and not have to cover for ten seconds, and we'll be good. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you, man. Uh, what if, what if we never wore those stupid blue Smurf pants on the road again? I mean, would we ever lose? <laughs> uh. Hey man, it, it's something else to look at, except you know some of the the crap we see on the on the field. But uh, what if it? Um, yeah, no complaints. <laughs> no complaints. Like the minute they roll out in the Smurf pants, I just chalk up a loss. Right, I mean, those right. are those are embarrassing. It's like teal, aqua blue. Like can't can't we get like a steel darker blue for the Lions so they actually don't look like a clown show when they come out in their white crispy jerseys with their <laughs> Smurf pants? It's embarrassing. Like I said, uh, no, oh, no yeah, argument yeah. there. No argument. It, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, Never wear those again. On the road, it's the white Krispies with silver pants, silver and blue at home, and then the throwbacks on Thanksgiving. Never wear the gray ones either, but we won't talk about that today. Last question, Stefan. you got to hit this home. we got to finish the show strong. What if, what if. I believe, I believe, I believe. What if you believe and our Lions make the playoffs next year, can they make a run? Can they get a home playoff game? Can they do some damage? Like, you got to believe in this one. Can it happen? How's it going to go down? Oh, it can happen. I mean, first of all, Mitch Trubisky, enough said. Um, Aaron Rodgers, you know, obviously he didn't have the second half of the season. I mean, he he, he looked mediocre at best. Uh Hold on, hold on. Mitch Trubisky, your skating prowess, Aaron Rodgers this year. <laughs> All right, continue. Hey, you know what? Correct. Um, Minnesota, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, if if 
if Kirk Cousins is our biggest nemesis, then again, first to worst, uh, or we're, and then and worst to first, we're gonna we're gonna swap roles with them, uh, no problem. And I mean, yeah, it's 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 gonna be important for us to get that first round by, but I'd almost like us to to get a wild card game and, and get some momentum rolling because um, it's a, a position we've never been in before, um, or not until ninety one. So. Uh, I th- yeah, yeah, it can happen, and I think it's it's actually more likely to happen than people are, people <laughs> give us credit for. So um, I just you know I'll leave it at that, man. It just like I said, the the NFC North it, it's it's very competitive, and I think we're we have the upside um, more so than other teams. Yeah, I mean for me it's it's pretty simple, like. You know, the the Lions, we all know their track record, that they have the one playoff win and gosh knows how long. And it's like everybody writes them off. Everybody acts like, oh, look at their record. You know, this team can't compete. They're miles away. They got to rebuild. Like every year in the NFL, teams go, like you said, from worst to first. Teams flip the script. This team isn't devoid of offensive talent or on defense. They have young football players that are coming into their own, that are inexpensive, that can make some plays. They've got two years under their belt in the scheme now. So my belief uh, in Lions is that next year, yeah, if they uh, make some – they need a couple blue-chip additions. Like I was going up down their roster, I was kind of thinking, man, who are the guys that are, are just absolute game-changers? Who are the guys that are feared on this team? They don't have enough of those, but they also have a lot of really solid guys that are – you know, above average kind of guys that can, you know, from the Tracy Walkers to the Hawkinsons to the Carryons to the uh, to the Kennys to the Staffords, all these guys that can really, you know, be good. Same with, you know, you're going Flowers, Hand, uh, Tavai looks like a good player, Slay. You know, some of these guys that aren't household names, but also aren't, you know, complete liabilities like people write them up to be. So my belief in Lions is that next year, stay healthy, uh, add a few blue chip playmakers, add some guys that can take at the top off the defense, score deep touchdowns, guys that can get after the quarterback. And you're looking at a team that could be on the come up when Green Bay, uh, Minnesota, as well as Chicago are sort of heading down. So that's, that's the hope. That's the belief. And that's the thought that, yeah, try to win this division, get a home playoff game, win that game in Ford field. Cause you know, it's going to be absolutely crazy. And then I've seen it before where a team gets hot and gets rolling. So I think right. that the, the lions can do that. And if they win one at home, they can really get going. And, uh, and actually instead of just, Hey, let's win one playoff game and come back next year and see if we can get it too. Like I could see them just getting home winning and then maybe putting two or three together and going on a magical run. Now, will that happen in 2020, 2021? I'm not sure, but I think in the next few years, you may see that run where people just wrote them off. And then all of a sudden we're like, a few games away or a game away from the big dance. Right. It's, yeah. I think the, the schedule is shaping up to be favorable as well. And, uh, you know, a few, okay, you said a few blue chip players. Um, and I, I mean, I think, I think 10 wins is, um, is the minimum we get next year, just a little bit of health, a little bit of continuity. And I mean that in, t- in 10 wins, we get the momentum rolling, a few bounces go our way, boom, 11, 12 wins. You said, you said the energy, the momentum's rolling. Um, we get, you know, one, maybe two wins in the playoffs, and yeah, maybe 21, 22 is like 
It's just we, we keep flourishing. So that's my belief. Right. That's my hope. And I don't see why it, it's not going to happen. So um, I'll leave it there. Good stuff, man. I, I can tell it's good to have you on the show. I can tell that we both believe B-L-E-A-V right here on the Believe Podcasting Network. I believe, I believe, I believe. I think it was absolutely amazing to have you on the show. That, that was, was amazing, amazing bro. bro. Um, do you have uh, – I, th- I think we're good. Let's go ahead and get up out of here. Um, we will have you on every – what is this? This is the kind of second um, – second of the month, second week into the month, we'll try to have you on and we'll continue to believe this is going to be a show. We're going to have hot takes. We're going to talk about the, uh, the prudent items with the Detroit lions, maybe do some uh, dive into what people are saying on social media and talk all things lions and believe in lions. So thank you so much, everybody for listening, Stefan, man. Thanks for coming on. My man. All right, y'all have a good one. Take care, everybody. We'll check you next week right here on believe in lions. We're out. I believe, I believe, I believe. I love the Lions. Say it with me. I love the Lions. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.